Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Realist and the Visionary Podcast. Our podcast can be listened on all major streaming apps. Join us on our website at www.therealistthevisionary.com. Click that first tab and hop in our community chat. Facts. Share some feedback and show us some love. Talk to us about anything. Also, head over to the Righteous Speaks to be featured on our show. So go ahead, check out the website at www.therealistthevisionary.com. Cheers. The Realist. The Visionary. The Realist. The Visionary. The realest, the visionary, the realest, 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 and the visionary. <laughs> and this show is brought to you by StruggleLife.net. Go get your blue on your struggle caps on StruggleLife.net. Word. My name is Tina and I'm the realest. And it's your boy Dutch, the visionary. Yes, thank you for tuning in to another episode. We appreciate the love and the support. Please do us a favor. Follow us on TikTok and IG at The Realist of Visionary. And head over to the website at www.therealistofvisionary.com. Check out all the cool features and continue to stream the 200 episode special, okay? It was a lituation. Check it out. What's good, everybody? What's good, Dutch? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Listen, I feel like we have not been talking about current events because the last two episodes, you know, we kind of did it ahead of time. So I feel like there was a lot of things that was going on that we did not talk about that people were probably like, why they didn't talk about this? That's because, you know, we do our episodes pre-recorded ahead of time sometimes. So... I wanted to talk about a few things, okay, before we get into today's episode. So, Dutch, what you said was going on with these steel chairs? Steel chair prices have gone up. Yeah, what were the price originally? I don't know. I feel like it was like around eight ninety nine ish. Now they're thirteen, fourteen dollars, and <laughs> they moved them around at Walmart more towards the middle of the aisle for people to see them. <laughs> That shit is hilarious. Yeah, you know, it's the beauty of social media and the Alabama like. I, I, I like the brawl. They made a song about that. I think I sent it to you the other day. I heard 
I don't know. There were several people making songs, but I heard one song. Oh. I don't know. Well, yeah, you know, I like I like when I see things that happen on social media that go viral. It's really the matrix in a whole nother form. And then other companies capitalize on how stupid it might be. I think that's like, you know, whoever's thinking about that is smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my opinion. I'm like, oh, wow. Still a chair is going on. Someone hit somebody over the head with a chair. Put the chairs in the front aisle, in the front store. Well. <laughs> and jack up the price. I wanted to talk about it. I'm sure everybody knows the story because we're pretty late to the game talking about it. We don't have to talk about it because everybody don't talk about it. Yeah, but people always want to hear our opinions just because other people talk about it. People still want to hear our opinions on things. It's matter relevant. I want to talk about it. Just didn't say you want to talk about it. That's fine. I want to talk about it because I thought that shit was extremely entertaining. And yeah, everybody had got so much joy from seeing the video just off of black solidarity alone. But one thing that Dutch has said, and I agree with what he has said, is that, you know, we're not going to continue this solidarity. Niggas is still fighting each other and things like that. Stupid. But it's like yeah, yeah, people I get. could appreciate the video of how that man was attacked. His name was um Damian Pickett, okay, he's forty three and people kept saying he was uh security. No, he wasn't security, he was actually the co captain to the Harriet Two River cruise ship. All right. He was the co captain and um they had asked those white people on that pontoon boat. I'm probably not saying that right. <laughs> And they asked them several times to move, and the co-captain, Damien, he decided to, you know, move move the boat so that the Harriet could dock. And then them niggas started to jump him, and everybody knows the whole thing. Got the Bobby Schmurter hat going up in the air. And Boy, threw his hat in the air like, <laughs> that fuck shit, it. Just like how in the video on Hot Nigga, that shit never came down. I swear, I don't recall seeing the hat coming down. Unless, unless nobody captured that, because I never saw the hat fall down. <laughs> and so they were trying to jump him, and then, you know, everybody came through. Like, the black Aquaman, they call him Aquaman, like Gucci Mane, Aquaman. And shout out to him, his name is Aaron, he was 16 years old, who, you know, came in, he swam over, and then once he swam over, he started to get busy. Who started this dumbass narrative that black people can't swim? Um, I don't know. Cause that nigga swam perfectly, like stroke by stroke. There's a lot of black people who cannot swim, including I know, myself. I, I know niggas who can't swim. <laughs> I got a friend who's six foot something, and his ass don't can't swim. And I'm can't like, you're swim. a waste of fight. But um, Reggie Ray is actually the chairman. Okay, it's so hilarious the different memes and the music people are putting to the actual footage. Like, I think they have put Stone Cold, Steve Austin's um, theme music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's entertaining, but you know, to for people, for our people to be so hype about that, to me, it's just like pathetic in a way because it's like, sure, we unified in that moment. Sure, we they got those people got together and they protected that man who was just trying to do his job and get those people off the boat so he could go about his day. Sure, that man didn't deserve to be, you know, jumped on by these white people. And sure, we could play, call it a race war, whatever the case might be, right? Call it whatever y'all want. But there's real issues going on out here that our people need to really unify about in, in real life to help change a lot more things. And 
we would never get together to do that. I agree. And that's just like, like to me, that's all I kept thinking about. It's like there's more dire matters going on out here that we need to get together just like that. We needed somebody to swim over and really help out some, you know, another black person in the political warfare, help out another black person in, in the school district, help out another black person in the community. But we would never do them things. So Black people do it. It's just as far as the magnitude that you want it or most of us want it to be, I don't think that will ever happen. And that's because there's one third, two thirds. Like it's just, you know, that's just what the situation well, is. That video was just a bunch of two thirds linking up. That's how you felt? Absolutely. Okay, that's how Dutch feels about it. It's, it's just some two thirds that no, because they like people. We like I don't know what's our what's our horn horny off of violence like. You know what I mean? I feel like the situation though was it wasn't about violence. I know it was, it was about, about doing the defense. right thing. Yeah, it was I get about it. defense. Still violence, but yeah. I liked it, and I like that. You of course, know everybody how do. Everybody, everybody come on! Like, like the white bitches was jumping in and trying to touch these black men, and I love how the black women they came out too, start swinging on them hoes, pushing bitches into the damn um, river. Like I don't care. That's something that we all need to do. If we in situations like that in real life, it really should be like that for me. And I hope that it does turn to be like that in real life. You know what I mean? For me, I, I when I go do. out, I'll smile and I'll go out of my way to say what's up. At least it's to the older black people. Cause I, people our age are fucking funny. I'm going to be honest. Like, that's how I feel. Like, older black people, when they see us, automatically, what's how you doing, you know, smiles, acknowledgement. I don't know. I feel like people our age are younger. It's not the same thing. But I will go out of my way to make sure that I acknowledge black people or look out look out for our people in a different way than other people. But not everybody moves like that. You know, I don't know. But also the chairman, he was raised 300000 on GoFundMe for his bail. He's been released. They arrested him? Yeah, they arrested him. What For what? Hit that bitch over the head. Good. He was hitting niggas over the head. Hmm. Who cares? All right. Um... Other news, Twitter X, stupid shit. All right, they're hiring election censorship positions. So they're going to be censoring a lot of people during the upcoming, I guess, elections. Mm-hmm. Well, that defeats the purpose. So here's the L for Elon. You know? But he's already part of the whole system. Yeah. This nigga's a transhumanist. Fuck out of here. He's not human. He's not human. That's why he wants everybody to get the neural link in their brain. All right. Yeah. You know, um, it's just crazy how social media has became like the biggest tool in America. And I truly feel like a lot of people are really just getting lost in social media nonstop. Like there's people out there that be like, hey, you know, I got home from work and I scrolled on Instagram for like three, four hours. And that was a day. That was a form of entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. It's like, you know, social media shouldn't have this much power. These these three, four apps or five apps, six, maybe six apps at this point that people like to use on a regular shouldn't have this much influence. It shouldn't have this much power. Social media literally ruins relationships. You know what I mean? It's just too much. So the fact that they feel like they got to hire a, what you call it, a... Um, 
They're they're hiring election censorship positions. Yeah, like that's kind of it's kind of. But they already have these type of positions available. Now, where do they advertise these jobs? I don't know, but they do have people that they hire to go through everybody's posts and then flag it or you know shadow ban it. Yeah. They do have people who just sit there all day, like consuming our content. And yep. then reporting us to higher ups or doing know. that all the time. They've been doing that for for years. Yep. So so it's real. It's real disheartening. But um, and it says I from universities, so I guess it goes to the colleges and recruit. Somebody has said something about um how you know they feel like a lot of people's parents back in the day stayed together longer because they didn't have seven thousand people you know following them on the app or liking their pictures at their disposal. When their marriage or relationship was was getting hard, and nowadays when people are in relationships and they start to hit like a bad spot, they just log onto an app to get high off the false sense of security and appreciation. You know, I don't agree. I I agree. Well, not all relationships lasted strong back in the day, but I agree that people do just log onto an app and get that dopamine hit that they're looking for to make themselves feel better about themselves. You know. I've been getting a uh, a question I've been asking for a while that no one has answered because they know I'm telling the truth about the question is, you know, what what was with the narcissism? I think I probably said on a podcast before about the narcissism behind um, the entitlement of feeling like if you posted something that you deserve a particular type of reaction or a particular type of comments off of what you posted. And that nobody else could say something or react to it any other way than what your alleged attentions was. I think that's just top tier narcissism. Well. If that makes sense. I get what you're trying to say. Like, they just want people to be yes people or just like, you know, praise them and positive comments. Yeah. Like, nobody else could say anything somewhat remotely negative or just have a difference of opinion outside of what their attentions was when they made this content and i'm like that's like another level of false entitlement slash high level of narcissism that's how i look at it i mean there's a difference between just i don't know that's that's another well that now that you're talking about that i think that's bullshit too if you want to sit here and tie social media everybody want to sit here and fucking blurt out and have an opinion but it's just like if you saw something in real fucking life your ass is quiet i'm mm-hmm. being honest a majority of us mm-hmm. so why do you feel like everybody always big and ballsy you know niggas is the biggest ballsy people online we did an entire episode we did three episodes called the illusion of social media where we talk about this heavy so y'all go check out those episodes but in real life niggas is quiet somebody could see somebody doing something crazy and just because it's not verbally expressed or written on social media, you're not going to say nothing. But if that same like act or whatever was actually expressed on a social media post, you get thousands of comments talking shit. So my thing is, it don't matter if you're in agreement or you disagree. Why does everybody feel like they have to say some shit? That's my thing. I understand that social media is constructed for comments and commentary, you know, back and forth. But... For me, most niggas is quiet in real Those life. Those same people wouldn't have said nothing You're like quiet. that. You're quiet in real life. That's how I feel. Like people, oh, if it was me, I would have did X, Y, and Z. No, you wouldn't no, have. No, you're quiet. You wouldn't have did nothing like that. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. 
that's why when people get on social media and like you said there's like narcissism that's attached to it or if people gain like a big audience or a big following some people don't know how to check themselves mm-hmm. like checks and balances they get they get their mind too warped on this internet shit mm-hmm. cuz the internet is not fucking life and niggas think that everything is supposed to be operated through the fucking internet that's bullshit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you use the internet for your benefit or use the internet to tell truth use the internet for whatever benefit or positive like that you feel like you could use it for but some niggas think it's the end all be all Hmm. They do like they Definitely. say end all be all, but I don't talk about social media. Y'all go check out the illusion of social media episodes. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up is Italy. They are officially the first country to ban the sale and production of lab grown food. But <sighs> I don't believe that because I feel like we've been eating lab grown food forever. Yeah, it's GMO. Is is not GMO lab grown food? Am I bugging? Because why are we talking about this shit like this is new? GMO is lab grown food. It's genetically modified. Modified. Yes. Right food. So I don't understand why we're talking about this like it's new. It's that's, like weird. That's why they had to put on all the labels, quote unquote, non GMO. Yeah, or organic. And, and, and organic, you can't trust. Everything is like, you know, mm-hmm. genetically modified. So that's why I'm like, I don't really get this lab-grown part. It's, we've, yeah. been, we've been the doing potatoes, this. <laughs> the potatoes, for those who don't know, the potatoes and potato chips, the potatoes and your french fries, that's your fast food spots, or any restaurant at that point. Like, for those who don't know, there's a whole documentary about it on YouTube in detail about how... You know, they grow these potatoes and yet, you know, fresh, they grow them, but they done spray them down with so many chemicals to make them grow faster, to make them grow bigger. You know what I mean? All this other stuff that these farmers got to throw all these potatoes in a giant, like, concealed cave type shit for days on end just so the chemicals could spray off before. You know, dishing them out to the next factory to get, you know, factorized, I guess, whatever fucking word I need to use to get processed. I'm sorry. You know, and that's just potatoes. And so to think that the things are not being tested or everything's fresh, nothing's nothing's fresh, nothing, nothing, nothing's barely real. Anything's barely good for you to eat at this point in life. You know, people who have their own land, even your seeds are not really some of the seeds that you buy to put in the ground yeah might be yeah fucked with but i feel like the people who do that they kind of probably have a better chance of eating a little bit better than the rest of us sure but it's still contaminated in some form not as contaminated because of course you know you're not throwing mad chemicals on it to make it gross but you know that they're going and spraying up the damn land we see chemtrails every day so if they see your land is growing food you know they're going to even send more of them damn drones to keep spraying up your area. Oh yeah, the we- the weather modification game has stepped up to a whole nother level. Well, let's talk about the Maui wildfires since we kind of yeah touching on this subject. They want- deem this the deadliest U.S. fire in over one hundred years. What were we gonna say? Oh no, I just want to uh, briefly talk about uh cloud seeding because I feel like some people are very a lot of people nowadays are just now getting hip. To 
the whole harp thing. Check out today's forecast. That's the episode where we talk about the harp and the cloud seeding. Go ahead. Like I had somebody that I, that I know has no. They was acting like oh the weather. They were saying how the weather. Oh the weather got to be fake because the way it rains over here, it doesn't rain over there. It's just la la la. And I was like, yeah, you mad? You know, I said to them, oh, you you mad late? You know, like been talking about that for years now. Then me and them kind of got into a back and forth about oh, you never told me nothing. What are you talking about? Like whatever. You know what I mean? But um. Cloud seeding is like the most well-known weather modification technique. It involves the introduction of substances into clouds to enhance precipitation by dispersing materials like silver iodide or dry ice into the atmosphere. Scientists can now boost the development of rain or snow within clouds, ultimately increasing water resources in drought-stricken regions. This technique has shown promising results in various parts of the world, providing hope for agriculture and water resource management. Now, what I just said to you was the truth. You know, they've been doing this for a long time. They try to map it. On some, oh, it's a positive reason why we're doing this. This area had a drought, so we made it rain. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what I mean? So the water could come back. But hey, we could do this shit all over the place. We could do we could make blizzards happen in certain cities and states. We could make really bad rain happen in certain cities and states to shut down power, or do certain things. And fire. That's really, and that's we're leading into, you know, fire. Forest oh, we could fires. make it we could do these you no know, laser zap heat waves in certain cities like Cali and burn it down. We could do this shit in Hawaii, burn it down, we could make hurricanes happen. Okay, Kodak Black had a song with an artist named Black. Um, and the way the, that Black person spells their name is like Six L A C K. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but um, the song is called Spar. And then the song Kodak Black says these people got these. Um, he says um, these people got weather control. Where the hell you think Hurricane Harvey from? And he repeats that like three times. And he said these people control the rain. Where the hell you think Hurricane Harvey from? And he just keeps talking about. Weather modification, the whole song, and I thought that song was powerful for him to be rapping. Granted, somebody probably wrote it for him, but that's besides the point. Um, it's just the fact that the matter that you know, here we are with this new Hawaii fire, and the governor or the president or however, whoever Hawaii got going, I think their governor or their mayor or whatever the case might be, is now trying to have wealthy people come invest and buy up the land that's been burned down. And granted, they burned down one of the most wealthiest spots in Hawaii. Um, and that's all insurance claims. Easy. You know, 
for people who don't know, when stores get robbed, that's that's easy money. When stores get burned down, easy money. There's been people for years been getting their stores burned down just to collect the insurance money off of it. Hell, I know somebody who did it. His the day before his store opened up, it got burned down. Why? Because he wants to claim he wants to um, rack up on insurance money. He ain't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And what he do? He go buy a store in the mall. You know? So they burned down Hawaii. Rich people gonna come and buy it up. When they had the big hurricane in Puerto Rico a few years ago, rich people came and bought it up, and so on and so forth. Now they want to turn Hawaii into one of the first smart cities in the, in the United States of America. They already got that smart city project that just started um, over in um, Dubai. They started it, for those who don't know, when they're building that mirror city. You know what I'm talking about? No. You never heard about it? No. Oh, y'all should look into it. In Dubai, they're building, uh, I think it's like supposed to be like 80 feet long, maybe longer than that. A whole city within walls, supposed to be the first smart city. Straight across the whole continent. Well, going back to Maui, um, people were connecting how Mountain Dew uh, in 2019, they had dropped a Maui burst flavor. And people are just kind of connecting like do like direct energy weapon D.E.W. and how Maui bursts and, you know, people were um, describing it as like firebombs and bursts like they were it was direct targets like a lot of residents. They wouldn't outwardly say it, but the way they, they were describing what they were seeing in the midst of things was like, nah, this shit was definitely like man made. It was targeted, like you said. Um, they were trying to get locals to sell their land, I think, in that specific area. And then, oh, magically this happened. And like you said, now the rich people are going to be buying up land and things like that. Um, they said right now the death toll is 111 mm-hmm. and that they expected to be like over a thousand. Um, some people were even going as far as putting together like crisis actors you know, people who were being interviewed, like, oh, this is my house. It's all burned up. Like, big smiles. Just, you know, weirdo crisis actor shit. But, yeah, uh, people are reporting on, like, you know, the weapons. And, of course, when you research this, they're going to have fact check. Conspiracy theories are floating around online saying that the the Maui fires or whatever started by a, a direct energy weapon from the government. That's a lie. Of course, they're going to sit here and deny it. But, you know, you know, you know, you don't, you don't. You know, some people, they'll still be like, well, where's your card hard facts? Y'all just conspiracy theorists. Y'all just say anything, you know. But, no, and I think um, we'll we'll probably talk a little bit more about this as far as the grab land. Because, you know, like you said, it's worth millions of dollars and stuff like that. Because this kind of like coincides with this episode as far as black people. Um, did you want to start the episode or did you have any other news that you wanted to bring forth? No, just start the episode. All right, this is episode 203, Racial Covenants. Okay, Racial Covenants. So, if you don't know what a racial covenant is, all right, it was used to prevent people like us Hebrews from purchasing homes in like white communities, all right. So it's also known as racially restrictive covenants. And they were contractual agreements that prohibit the purchase, lease, or occupation of a piece of property by a particular group of people. And of course, usually us black people. And uh, racial covenants, they definitely were used um, 
in conjunction with like the redlining tactics, you know, how the mortgage um, companies wouldn't lend to us and things like that. So the thing is with the racial covenants, they've always made it very difficult for just black people to have their own land, their own property. And of course, if you are up on game, you know that nobody in this country owns anything outright. So we'll just throw that out there. We're, we're aware of that. And if you're not aware of that, do your own research. But this episode, we kind of want to highlight, you know, just the, the actual term because it's deeper than just, oh, black people uh, can't get certain land or they're strategically preventing us from buying or purchasing land. It's obviously like a spiritual thing. Okay, because obviously us, the people that they're doing this to, we actually had a covenant with the most high that we broke. And that's why um, certain things are taking place within our community. And shout out to everybody who's been downloading the They Clone Tyrone. That shit is doing numbers right now. So shout out to y'all. If you guys are new here, welcome. Okay, because that is actually doing quite some numbers. Okay. Um. Well, I just read something that the governor of Hawaii is actually pushing for people for the um for people to stop being predatory hitting up these people who own the land and the houses in Hawaii to sell them. They said that the um you know, it's just been going around that those investors that are out there, you know, being real predatory and being aggressive, trying to buy up the burnt houses, offering people, you know, crazy amounts of money to buy up the land from them. And she's like, you know, that's that's not right. You know, what I mean, you guys need to chill out. We're going to rebuild these things. We want to get this bag going. But people are always greedy and money driven for the most part. Some people, if people know what they got, they might hold it down. But for people who just like, fuck it, you know, what I mean, they're just going to probably take the money and let them do whatever. Mm-hmm. Going back into it, pretty much became common after 1926. And that was after the U.S. Supreme Court decision, Corrigan versus Buckley, which validated their use. So when we think about racial covenants, Dutch, we could pretty much correlate this to the Amazon series, Them. You remember the Amazon series, Them? And we did an episode directly about this series. And what was like cool about this series is that they actually had two episodes called Covenant. They had two episodes called Covenant. And they showed this black family, right? It was in the 50s that migrated from North Carolina to California. And that's really when these racial covenants became very prevalent. It was during the great migration of the South when blacks were moving from the South to like the North or like other places. So in the series... It follows the family and obviously it's very spiritual, like what happened to them. Do you remember you want to break down what happened to them as far as why they decided to move from North Carolina and then what was happening once they moved to California? Because it was literally about, you know, them. Oh, they finally buying a property over here, but they moved into a pretty much all white neighborhood. I think there was like only one other black family that lived in that neighborhood. Yeah. Do you remember the story? Yeah, I think so. I've told him about the same thing. The guy, he moved out there. He was a really smart guy. I think he moved out there for a really good job that he had. And 
the families around him was just giving him a hard time. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, remember the in North Carolina they were attacked. Well, the wife was attacked, and their son, their baby boy, had got killed. Yeah, by some white people. Right, right, right. That was the main reason why they left. So they are going through things in the physical realm, but on top of the physical realm, the main character, the wife, she it was it was Lucky and Henry, and Lucky's the wife. She's actually they're they're going through not even just her, they're all each each family member was going through their own spiritual attacks as well, right? You know, remember I think the the father his spiritual attack was like a black face demon, right? And then the little girl had this teacher oh yeah this crazy teacher that kept popping up in the basement yeah and then the the oldest daughter um what was like some it was some nursery rhyme that she kept singing to her right yeah and then the oldest daughter what was like white face like she her everybody like in their spirit whatever was in their spirit as far as like oh the black father he had this black coon nigga because oh you out here trying to be like the white man you know it was very deep and then uh the black woman it was more like that damn evil jewish looking deity that was following her i don't really remember how that connect to her everybody seems very specific mm-hmm. but either way i'm bringing up them because it showed our curses okay it showed what happened to us like all the evil that came upon us when we broke our covenant with the most high so when we think about racial covenants and when these people create these type of terms it's very like it's very um what's the word i want to say direct Pur- direct and purposely done like they're trying to like give us hints as to why certain things go on with us you know without outwardly saying it so even in that series it showed how you know uh those jewish white people had made a covenant with satan you know, it show they show our covenant that we broke with the Most High. Remember oh, yeah, when the fire, some, yeah, the fire in the church, there was, right, right. Remember nah, that nah. happened? Yeah, there was they was doing some satanic shit. They downstairs. was they was trying to they was yep they was trying to kill those down. black people. They end up taking out their like burning their eyes out and doing shit to them, and I think they did end up dying. But then the black lady was like, "Oh, that book you reading?" Because they sitting here trying to use the scriptures. Some scriptures don't even belong to them. She's like, "That gonna burn in your hand," and the fire started happening. And then that damn white um, leader of all of that shit, he ended up going in the basement and when the shit was all on fire, everybody was fucking burning. And this nigga made it. It shows that nigga made a covenant with Satan. Like that, that, so. The, it was called Covenant, wasn't it? That, yep. The episode was called Covenant. That was Covenant 1 and then they had Covenant 2. So they had two episodes in the series called Covenant. You guys see? So that's on like, go check out the Amazon series then because it shows all this shit in a nutshell. They show the meeting with the damn real estate agent, right, Dutch? The mortgage people, how they sitting down strategically like, oh, we ain't going to get certain black people. Remember with the neighborhoods? Yeah. They show the redlining. They show the racial covenants. Right. The redlining and um, because that shit is called steering in a, in a realtor world. Where real estate agents will try to steer certain people to certain communities based by race and keep other people out of certain communities based by race, you know. And then um, as for the redlining, they have people who will just buy up a bunch of different properties in an area and let them just get run down purposely so they could resell it. And so the neighborhood would not prosper. You know, especially in black communities. That's why a lot of black communities are the way they are and have to 
properties and not owned by black people. Yeah. You know? Very rare you find like, oh, this black guy owns this whole two, three, four block sector, but you know this Jewish guy do. These Jewish people are just out here just doing the show willy nilly. You know what I mean? I mean, we can talk about so many countless examples. That's why I'm like, I don't want to just like lower it as to what that group is because they're a bloodline just like how we're a bloodline. That's like, I don't want to like keep it like, oh, it's just a religion. It's not, that's not the case. It's way deeper than that. And that's what it even shows in this series. Um, shows how they twist the scriptures, you know, especially that scene um, when before the the church burned down. Like it was, it was pretty um, powerful. Even the song lyric in in the series: "Only a few Negroes will make it out of America, and no crackers." Remember that line? Mm-hmm. Remember how they kept playing that in certain episodes? But yeah, they they mocked the identity laws. Oh, what was your original language? You know, just. Every fucking thing, but you know, the family they was able to break free from their demons, and it, it's a very spiritual show. It really, it shows a lot. So the point that I want to make with these racial covenants, because we're we're gonna talk about some black land loss and um, certain towns and cities that are actually like under Blake's, you know, like things like that. But obviously, the Most High Yah, He made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All right, and then the Israelites are Yah's chosen his children. You got twelve tribes of Israel. Broke down before Satan made a covenant. He made a covenant with Esau, the the Jews, the fake Jews, synagogues, the Satan, the Kabbalah, whatever you want to call them. All right. Um and it's very apparent, all right. Even the church of Satan was founded by a Jewish born Anton LeVay. Anton LaVey, the person who founded the Church of Satan, was Jewish. I'm just saying, okay, just saying, right? Second Ezra 6, 9, for Esau is the end of the world and Jacob is the beginning. That followeth, all right? And then you have the 13 Illuminati satanic families. You see how Satan emulates the Most High. He just flips it. So Yah has 12 tribes. Satan has 13 Family, satanic family. See, thirteen evil number. You see, you see the connection I'm trying to do, people. Am I making it clear, Dutch? Mm-hmm. So, come on, Revelations two nine. I know about your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those who are opposing you. They say that they are Jews, but they are not because they're the synagogue belongs to Satan. And even Revelations three nineteen. These niggas are the synagogues of Satan. I just feel like. It just shows the the two opposing ends. It's literally good versus evil. You know what I'm saying? And people don't want to acknowledge the fact that a lot of these white people, not a lot, all white people, they're not even really fucking human. Y'all subspecies. Did you know synagogue is the alternate spelling of the word Isugod? Mm. And Isugod is spelled I-S-U-G-O-D, almost as if it says, is you God? Mm. Like is you a god? Like it's like a question almost. Oh okay. No, I never heard that. Yeah. You know, looking when you look at the root words of shit, it's just interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But continue on. But yeah, with the racial covenants, we already know they restrict the 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 property ownership and and things like that. And um, not only did they did that, they they stole. Millions and millions and millions and acres of land from our people. At the beginning of the 20th century, 
black people owned at least 14 million acres of land. And then by the 21st century, 90% of the land had been stolen from them. And I'm sure everybody knows that. Like, this land, this shit was, like, a lot of our land was stolen, you know? And there's families to this day that are trying to fight back and get their inheritance, you know? Yeah. Shit, people who even just own their shit today, they being fucked with. How many news articles or stories we hear about black farmers being targeted by their damn, you know, neighbors and they doing certain things or um I think there was even a story where two black people got I think murdered on their own land like by a neighbor they didn't know that this these black people bought this land and this fucking neighbor that had nothing to do with the land shot down these two black men. I don't know if you Fucked heard that up. story. Um shit, I even saw yeah. a story on TikTok. I don't know how true it is, but um there was a black guy who had owned a house or he was he, he had went into business with some white bitch and her family ended up moving into his house and getting his ass out. And then he would try to go and film and the police were in on it. The courts were in on it, like pretty much pushed that black man out of his house. And they've been doing this like this way for years up until this day. These are current stories. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that. In the beginning of the 20th century, 14 million acres of land was ours. And then 90% of the land, 90 fucking percent of that is gone because it was stolen. You know what I'm saying? They say now only black people only own about 1.1 million acres. We went to 14 million. And 1.1 million acres is not nothing. I know, but I'm saying like, I'm sure it's more. These are just the numbers that they're giving us. This damn entire country we can fucking claim. We already know that. But I'm just saying, these are the numbers that I'm going to roll with, you know. But... That's what they're saying. And then- hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And they're talking about the farmland, too. So that's another thing. Black farmers. just barely any black farmers out here. Barely. You know? I see a lot of white farmers out here. Yeah. Of course you're going to see a lot of um, white farmers. You know? Yep. And they and they strategically have used different methods to steal our land. Um, Finesse. Three three methods I wanted to talk about is air property tax sales and then Torrens Act. So with the air property, with that method, what they did is like uh, most black people in that time, right? They didn't have wills that would transfer land from one person to another, and of course, white people. That's how white people, everybody stay on top. Land generational wealth passing their generational wealth, right? Black people, we don't have that shit. So if a black person died and they didn't have the um, a will laid out or whatever, typically the land is supposed to be divided amongst their known descendants, right? But them niggas found a motherfucking loophole. <laughs> they they were just able to come in and find a fucking loophole to take control over the land. Like it, it became challenging when oh uh how to divide the the actual 
land amongst descendants and things like that whatever way because you know they make the rules and shit like that they was able to find a loophole to pretty much like take control over the land especially if they couldn't find it like maybe they could pretend like oh we didn't we didn't find any like you know known descendants of this deceased black person who owned this land and you know whatever the bank or whatever they come in and take and seize the the property so that's like one way that we lost our land another method was like tax sales so tax sales were a way that the land could be taken from its owner and auctioned off so of course that's that's another reason why niggas don't own shit even if you buy something is because you have to pay taxes on that bitch and if you don't pay taxes on that bitch guess what happened they come in and take that shit back <laughs> you know they're gonna take that shit back um so that was another way because uh a lot of the black people, they were on like a fixed income. And so sometimes they weren't able to afford their annual property taxes. So in default, the county would pretty much take the house and put it up for auction. That's another way that the land was stolen. All right. And another method was the Torrens Act. And the Torrens Act um, was based off of the Torrens system, which was first used in Australia. And when they introduced this to the U.S., it was supposed to be used to simplify title registry, but then it became another loophole where they would allow third parties to pretty much forcibly remove families from their property through partition sales. So, and the partition sales would take place um, when one of the property owners wants to sell, but the others don't. So that was like, they just create all these different laws and these loopholes. When it comes to black people, land ownership, we have the racial cover. Like, it's just everything. Taking our land. If we had land, they took the shit from us. Yeah, it was during the Reconstruction period following the Civil War. Black black farmers were promised land and support, but many were ultimately denied access to resources and opportunities. And this ultimately led to the loss of land through forced sales, eviction, and fraudulent practices. In yep. the early 20th century, the Southern Homestead Act was implemented to provide land to black farmers, but it faced significant challenges and was often undermined by discrimination and lack of assistance. Furthermore, the emergence of large-scale um, ag- agribusiness and racial disparities in access to loans, subsidies, and government assistance programs further weaken black farmers' ability to maintain their land and compete with the agricultural industry. Yep. 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 Mississippi, But too. it's systematic racism and discriminatory practices ingrained within society. You know? Yeah. It's deeper than just white people doing things. It's literally, like, systematic racism and all kind of shit. The system. You know, because it'll be these practices that's passed down. operating the system? Of the Jewish. The Jews, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, take it all the way back. And, you know, Jewish people are Caucasian. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So at least by skin color. You know, so it, it's, it's just a fucked up situation. And it, it really blows minds when we had these conversations. Like, I kind of cringe on these conversations now. Really, really bad because it's like if people know these things and this is not even like a 
a non-non-fact. Like, this is a fact. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everything we're saying is all facts. If this is known, why hasn't anything been done to correct the systematic oppression that was being practiced years, you know, for, for, for all those centuries, for all those years, you know what I mean? If we know right now in 2023, we know for a fact that these black farmers were finessed out their land. We know for a fact that the banks wasn't giving loans out to people that were black. We know for a fact that they wasn't that it was doing all these effed up things. Why are these banks not being held accountable? Why why are these people not being held accountable? Same reason why they can give out a bioweapon to damn near millions of people across the world and not be held accountable. I'm be honest. Like, it's like I get the question that you're asking, and I agree with you. Because it's like, we know it now. It's kind of like frustrating, but that goes back to even the Alabama River boat brawl and your frustrations with it because like you said niggas don't come together on shit that really that really matter. Like matters. we all know this and we could all you know, let's say let's say this topic became a prominent topic. The way people be hyped up about Yeezys dropping or the way people or Beyonce trying, or something Beyonce, like that. Right. Let's say this topic was as popular as Beyonce concert tickets, right? And people really gave a fuck. What would happen? We would have well, to people come make together. A, well, Black people would have to literally, I feel like the first step for us is we would have to boycott fucking everything. We would have to yeah. like sac- make sacrifices. Like, no, we would have to make some serious sacrifices and literally hold our fucking dollar and not put that shit in nobody. And we would have to come together amongst ourselves and literally trade resources or do things like that. That's in like, my opinion. Like, we would have to, like, the like, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Like, whoever's we, good at we this. Take the, let's take, we, we continue to take the dollar from them. Right. That's but, the first but, but step, meaning, my opinion. Meaning, go to work, right? Continue to work, work and work as much hours as you can. Overtime that shit, right? Work all the hours and never spend a dollar back with them. Never. Don't go to Walmart. Don't go to nope. Target. Don't none go to Lowe's. Don't go to none of that don't shit. Go, go find a black pe- person group, a black company, whatever you gotta do, and spend that money with them and them only, I and should, continue I that process. Even trust that because niggas be having you know what they do. Have on you know the what white they do? People. It be white, the black people It'd be, be black figureheads. Face. We have figureheads, and then in the Meanwhile, back, Korean, Asian, white, Jewish, they do that shit all the time, and they've been doing that to us because they know that a lot of us is getting fed up with they fucking asses, and they're like, well, let's just put a black face in the forefront so they'll think that they're supporting a black business but in reality they're not really supporting a black there, business there was a couple of black businesses that was popping up in my town and that's a question that all the time I'm like are you sure are you guys sure this is owned by a black person or are you sure there's not a white person in the back end and the thing and I kept and I kept questioning it you know what I mean because I see a lot of white people in there and again, white people could enjoy calling things like a coffee shop. Sure, there's white people who love to support black-owned businesses and, and you know, wholeheartedly, you know. But are y'all sure that this is owned by that? You know, it's. it's but like, like I said, that, that got to be a, a plan right there. Go, go work for these corporations. If for those who do work for the man, as we like to say, right? If you don't work for yourself or you don't work for a black-owned business legitimately, all right. Continue to take their money. Continue to rack up them checks. 
But I don't think that we money should. Mainly, I don't even think we should do that. I think we should just get to bartering amongst each other. This is my skill set. I don't then, know. I just the, feel the, like the, we the, should. The back, the back end will be like, well, they we don't should want to collapse regardless yeah. this dollar. But I'm saying that we should just not fucking spin with nobody, and then. You get to your local everybody that you you were in proximity of somebody who got a skill set that you like need or you know what I'm saying has a you trade know a black type person of, that's a handyman you know you, you know somebody know who's an electrician that know how to build you yeah. know somebody who bake clothes or you know you know something that you definitely we know we damn sure know a bunch of people who can make some soap some hair care like we know that so right, I don't know shit. I just we got the high we got the hygiene and the looks down pack alright in the clothing so boom we got all that shit X'd out we don't need we got the, we got a team of those already now we need a team of architects black architects electricians like you said you know what I mean uh, we, we would just have to strategically like remember I talked about it on the show before a black lady she made it her fucking goal I ain't spending my money with nobody she said it was so fucking difficult I bet to get the things that she needed by just supporting black owned businesses but she she tried to do that shit she really did try and we're all guilty of it like we're yeah. all guilty of going to target all these i'm not going to act like places. i ain't go to walmart yesterday yeah you know like we're I mean? all like but these are the thoughts that we need that we need to be having collectively and these are things that we need to be really attempting to act on as a group the way y'all want to be hyped about like you said that fight you need to act on the shoes that a group Get the fuck off of social media. Somebody go listen. We like, could collapse there, there, so many businesses. People. If black women would just stop with the fucking hair extensions and the hair hats and all that dumb shit, the motherfucking Asians would collapse in a matter of a fucking day. And she's telling y'all something because a lot of y'all, come on to the hair game, a lot of y'all don't know that that shit is ran by Koreans and Asians and shit. A lot of y'all think that shit is probably hair owned care products by some black too. girl. Hair care products too. Don't stop with just the hair extensions. Like the boom, the hair care product. Unless it's like a home girl that you know is in the crib. That's making her product. Making that shit with the egg and she got the chemical. Whatever the fuck she's doing, she's really making some homemade product. Alright? Like real homemade product. Unless you know that's coming from somebody like that and look, or some girl that's doing some shit or she getting shit manufactured. She getting shit manufactured shit and she's just as bad as the rest of them because she's going she's, overseas to get it true. done. It's true. What he said is true. Even if you are a business, if you going overseas, by a use, it, like he's just said, it's still getting manufactured by them fucking people. They still put in certain chemicals and all that other stuff. So... I don't know. I think black people are too fucking vain. We just like we just. That's why the poorest nigga try to put on a, the most expensive shit. I told you, I've never seen a rich nigga wear a shirt that said "rich" on it. <laughs> I I've never witnessed it. I've seen poor niggas wear shirts that got the word "rich" on it or something wealthy on it or like said the most expensive things. I've never seen a rich nigga do it. This nigga's going to fucking I've seen- school. Nigga live in a fucking project building. Your mother. Can't even give you the fucking rice food to fucking eat, and you Balenciaga, Mary, especially in New York, especially in New York. Oh my gosh, it's like the flyest project niggas. Those be the niggas that stay with the damn baby shower, (laughs) with the baby shower Burberry Burberry shirts on. Them type of people, okay? Ain't got shit. But um, going back, um, I wanted to talk about Mississippi because Mississippi is a great example of like stolen black land. that alone from 1950 to 1964 totaled up to like 800,000 acres. And they, they calculated the value of that land to be between 3.7 billion and $6.6 billion. 
Insane. That's black people's fucking land. Is 3.6? 3.7 billion to 6.6 billion. They go to 6.6. Whatever. Billion dollars. I don't care what number. Billions of dollars. There's there's black cities that's buried underwater right now. I want to talk about that. Let's talk about that. There's, and we can't forget the number one, um, what's the fucking one that got bombed? Black Wall Tulsa, Street, Oklahoma. Yeah, we can't forget about Black Wall Street. Well, you we talked about that, but let's talk about the black towns underwater because some people don't know about that. That's another thing. Like, I mean, I know we we gonna talk about that, but it's just another thing. Black Wall Street. Like, this is a known historical fact. Why is nothing being done in 2023 about that? Yeah, there's so many like white people and foreigners who think that black people are fucking lazy and that oh we just don't know how to like get our shit together. Like, like no, no it, everything is systematically and strategically against us. But the thing is that most people don't understand, like I said on the day clone Tyrone, niggas don't understand the reason why this shit has happened to us as a people. It's spiritual. Niggas always keep this shit surface level and when you keep it surface level well, you're never gonna get your answer. You're never gonna get your answer, and I feel like that's the that's the issue with a lot of people. You can't keep the shit surface level because everything is spiritual. We're in a world about good versus evil. Literally, this is what the world is. This is what the world's always been about, and it's getting even thicker in these last days when it comes to making decisions. Should I take the vaccine? Should I not take the vaccine? Literally, good versus evil. That nigga's a dumb. So it's just like. Obviously, we as a people, we were chosen by the most high. We were chosen out of every fucking body to be the leaders pretty much of the fucking world and to teach his laws and to do right and to live righteously. And we were set up. We have fucking issues when we were doing right. Niggas was living calmly. Take the fucking Marvel movie Black Panther with all them different tribes you know how they was living all good take that little image and place it in your fucking mind like that's how we was living you see how they was all off to the side they had, they had their, their shit functioning shit going, but everything exactly was functioning the way they needed it that's thing. how we was living but then when you fuck up and you want to get into the witchcraft you want to follow the strangers like all these evil ass wicked people who are not Hebrew and all these other different people these strange heathen nations Oh, let's let's see. They worshiping deities. They sitting here having homosexual acts. Let's partake in this shit. That's what the fuck we did. We literally partaked in all their evil shit. And so the Most High was disgusted with us and said, "Fuck it." Deuteronomy twenty eight curses will come on your fucking head now. And that is why we're in this predicament. And since you brought the vaccine, I want y'all to go watch Painkillers. Me, me, and the realists ain't finished it yet. Yes, thank you for bringing that it's up. It's a great we show now. Yeah, it's a great show. It has a black woman star in it. Um, She's from Orange is the New Black. I forgot her name. But um, Crazy Eyes is her character. It's a great show. And it's about the opioid epidemic and how the opioids took over the United States. How they, you know, was finessing the FDA. And this is why I don't know how people be trusting the FDA as it is. But those finessing the FDA with money, those finessing the FDA pressuring them because they was like, you know, they kept saying, yo, there's this, this pieces of this heroin in this, in this damn drug, and heroin is known to kill. It was pretty much heroin. And once you take heroin, you addicted you for addicted life. You addicted for life. And there was people, you know, they kept, you know, the way they was marketing it was just, it was genius. You know, they was looking at college students to go out there and just, <coughs> sorry, college students to go out there and finesse doctors to recommend. Uh, 
oxycotton, oxycodone to their patients to help their pain, knowing damn well that the patient is going to get addicted to the oxycodone and not give a fuck about you know the after effects of oxycodone. And it wasn't being, it wasn't tested enough, of course, but they don't give a fuck about that. And these are drugs that are out here on a regular, regular basis right about now. And yeah, that's what that's what they was doing. That's what the whole movie's about. How that particular drug took out took mad people's lives. And the reason why the the character, the main character, was going so hard about it was because she was like, I got a brother that's in jail right now for I guess selling crack <laughs> at one point of his life. But meanwhile, this multi million dollar corporation company is out here just making mad money, and they're killing way more people blatantly. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really it's really deep, right, and then uh, it bring, it, it, bring, it made me think about the vaccine because we have fucking. Well, one thing that you ain't bring up that I wanted to highlight, so you could jump back in, is how they have like the focus groups literally doing market research where they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna market it this way. This is how we're gonna fucking do it." Yeah, and they know that what they're doing is wrong, and they're and they're passing it. Like you said, the FDA is blatantly passing it. So you can go ahead. It was only, but it was one person at the FDA who wasn't going to pass it but then he decided to say fuck it and pass it and start working for them later on and everything it's all money and these white people are fucking crazy you know what i mean and um going back to the vaccine yeah going back into the vaccine though you know that shit reminded me how the vaccine was marketed to to, to us that's literally what it's we were saying when we saw that. that. It was like literally they can sit here and put out a fucking docu. It wasn't a documentary, but it's like a what is it called a, a series? It was a series, but it's based off the true true the life true, events. Yeah, and they can blatantly show how they strategically knew what they were giving to the people were fucking bad, mm-hmm. but they were going to market it so that these people would accept it regardless. Yep, or they wouldn't. Or the doctors the are going to recommend the it. The doctors are going to recommend. It. And to some people. doctors didn't care. They'll go along with it because what were they getting? They were getting financial um, backing. Backing. They were getting extra money for pushing this yep. shit. Those get more right? money off of insurance They showed claims. that they were exactly. So that's why I'm like, when we was talking about this shit during the hype, money. when we was pushing the vaccine, how you gonna call us crazy when they show you today to your fucking face? This is what the fuck they've been doing for years. And we told y'all that you know the doctors are evil. Damn, we have a whole episode called Our Doctors Evil and yes they fucking are and shout out to the people who've been sending us like different videos of how these damn women trying to go into labor and they going into the hospitals they babies getting killed they're getting fucking killed because of malpractice and all kinds of stuff um, babies is getting decapitated by black doctors too we ain't just gonna put it on white people doctors it don't matter your skin color whatever you are Hebrew not Hebrew doctors are fucking wicked alright they, they, they practice that Hippocratic oath they whatever the oath that they take them niggas is evil we broke down the satanic medical symbols all right like i don't understand and that's why i'm like people who took the vaccine you gotta feel like a bozo and they get so upset they like i hope oh, you do we, i try not to they talk get about so it so upset they're like we didn't have a choice yeah you did and y'all are just sitting here trying to make fun of us and mock us damn fucking straight yeah, people want people want niggas to forget about that vaccine so bad they really do and it's like i and i i bring it up on social media every few weeks i'm like don't, don't worry we ain't forget about you we sure didn't <laughs> i ain't forget about you you niggas is weird <laughs> shit gonna come Y'all out all that, raw, raw, that zombie shit that shit gonna come out 
Like you got that jab, you a weirdo. Or you got COVID again because you got that jab. I always I love saying that. They're always sick. Oh, my my, my 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 cousin said he came down with COVID. Oh, got that shot, and it ain't working for you. Now you get COVID every five six months. Yep, mm. they get sick. It's like clockwork. <laughs> yep. Like, okay. Yep. Well, let's talk about these black sounds underwater. All right, I want to I want to talk about a few. Um, the first one I want to bring up is Oscarville, Georgia. So in Oscarville, Georgia, you got Lake Lanier. I've heard of Lake Lanier. Shit, what's that one in New York upstate? In George, Lake George, is that one? Mm-hmm. Shit, probably some shit on there too, but I ain't see that. But um, Lake Lanier is a popular weekend destination. It's like known for fishing, boating, you know, water activities, things like that. Oscarville was burnt down in 1912 and more than a thousand residents were forced to flee following the allegations of rape so this this story is very similar to i don't know central park five and until okay there was a black man um rob edwards who was arrested in september 1912 with ernest knox and oscar daniel they were all teenagers so this definitely reminds me of central park five and they were accused of raping and murdering a young white woman named may crow Damn, damn, they've been doing this shit everywhere. That's crazy, yo. They've been doing this shit for years. This is so eerie. This is like really is like Central Park Five. Anyways, um, with Edward, they dragged him out of jail. They beat him with a crowbar and they lynched him from a telephone pole. Um, Daniel and Knox, they end up going to trial and they were found guilty the same day, and they were sentenced to death by hanging. So they lynched these three men. They sit here and try to accuse them of murdering and raping a white woman. And that's what they did to them. And so because that happened in this particular time in Oscar, in this particular town, Oscarville, Georgia. So after the trials and the executions, uh, the white men known as the Night Riders, they forced black families out of their homes, their land, churches and schools. And it was burned down. They burnt after that whole situation. They just, they just, that's how you know they just use that. You see, when you talk about the racial covenants and redlining and all these different things, the, the, the strategies and the, the different methods, methods of what they do to prevent us and to just stop us from ownership or just things like that. It was a predominantly black town. All right. And they sat here and placed this claim on these three teenagers. And they used this to not only fucking lynch them and brutally kill them. They use it as an excuse to pretty much burn that entire town down. So Lake Lanier was built on top of that. And Lake Lanier was also built on top of um, was another one. I think there's another one. No, I think it's just Lake Lanier. But yeah, what's your thoughts on that, Dutch? It's just this is what they just been doing forever. That's all. I, mean, I don't really have any thoughts. I told you it's cringy. All it's right. Like, it's like again, we know these things, and nothing has came from it for nobody. Next one is Koaligi. I cannot pronounce it, but I think it has also in parentheses Benson, Alabama, whatever. Koalagi, Koalaga, Koalaga. Mm-hmm. Is that, am I saying it right, guys? Yeah. Koalaga. Okay. So, Koalaga, um, late Mark, uh, Lake Martin, all right, uh, was actually built on a majority black town 
and that's Kualaga. And it was actually the home to the first Black-owned railroad started by William E. Benson and the Black School Kualaga Academy or Academic and Industrial Institute. All right. And um, William is the son of John Benson, who was enslaved and then freed. He went on a journey to rescue his sister in Florida, who was separated during uh, uh, slavery. And they made their way back to Alabama. And then John purchased thousands of acres of land sold to black families where he formed a community. So he purchased thousands of acres. Don't we all wish we could do that? And then he sold it to black families where they could all like pretty much have their own community. And then um, he also helped his dad expand the family business. So after his death and the closing of the school, uh, Koalaga, am I saying Kalawija? Child, Koalaga. Is it? Mm-hmm. I don't feel right. But anyways, it they was just- nothing about that railroad. I don't, but it was destroyed. Um, it was destroyed to make room for Lake Martin. So Lake Martin in Alabama, under another black town, and yeah, it was the home to the first black-owned railroad. So, but yeah, they're probably just trying to another one, and probably a lot of people know this Seneca Village, aka Central Park. Everybody knows Central Park. There's black bodies underneath Central Park. Okay. Um, Seneca Village, it began in 1825 and its peak span from 82nd up into 89th Street. And it is now like the western edge of Central Park. All right. In New York City, of course. And by 1840s, half of the black people who lived there owned their property. A rate five times higher than the city average. That's what they reported in the timeline. And in 1857, Seneca Village was torn down for the construction of Central Park. All right. And they they have like, I guess, uh, some plaques and things there dedicated to the Lost Village in Central Park somewhere. But that's another thing that a lot of black people lived in that particular area. Right. And aren't mm-hmm. there like underground tunnels too under Central Park? And there's a lot of shit going on. There's, there's underground tunnels around a lot of things in Central Park. Yeah. All right. Um, another one for Lake Martin. So going back to Alabama. So Lake Martin was not only on top of the the Koali the Koalika or whatever Benson, Alabama. Let's just say Benson. All right, Benson. It was also uh, on top of Susanna. Alabama. That's interesting. Very, very interesting, especially if you read your Bible. But anyways, um, so according to Alabama Living, more than 900 bodies were moved from cemeteries before the land was submerged. And this town once included a gold mine. Wow. So they had a gold mine, a school, two mercantiles, a grist mill, a flour mill, a sawmill, a blacksmith shop, and a church. Black people. All black people. And the fact that they had the gold mine, you already know they was coming for that shit. Ridiculous. All right. And lastly, I wanted to bring up Vanport, Oregon. So in the 1940s, Vanport was the center of the booming shipyard industry because of World War II and quickly became the second largest city in the states of Oregon. Um, so let me kind of like skip past some of this. Da, 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 da. I don't know what happened to this dude. I don't mean to cut you off, but um, 
Because I was thinking about black-owned things, and I remember chatting with this guy during COVID. I was chatting with him a lot. And I don't see, I can't even find his account no more because I think he got himself out of here. But um, there's a guy named Nick King who started the first black-owned cereal company. It was called Proud Puffs. And he, everybody, I was looking forward to that. I even ordered a box of cereal and never got the shit because I think they got him out of here. Mm. I think these big cereal companies packed him up and he never he he, he never got a chance to, to get his shit off. Mm. And he, I remember him being blasted on social media when he first, because it was all during COVID, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I, I vaguely remember Everybody that. was very excited. I was about to get a black-owned cereal. He had his family on a picture of it and everything called Proud Puffs. It was chocolate wheat cereal. And, and it never happened. Hmm. It never happened. You can't even find his account no more. Well, but, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you're talking about the underground, um, underground, underwater uh, homes and stuff like that in black cities. But you know, you brought up the first black-owned railroad, and I started thinking about the first black-owned cereal brand. And it's t- think about that, folks. It took up to 2021 for a black guy to finally own a cereal. The cereal's been around for fucking what since the 20s. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, I told you about the history of Kellogg's. That was the first cereal, and the whole process of why Kellogg made Kellogg's was because he was trying to lower testosterone in little boys from from masturbating. Think about that. So yes, folks, you heard it right. Kellogg's cereal was created to lower the testosterone in little boys because the guy who created Kellogg's, Mr. Kellogg, wanted little boys not to masturbate, so he made the cornflake cereal. It had some type of whatever in it for that one purpose. His brother came into the mix and added sugar to it and it had a big beef about that. Because all he wanted to do was stop little boys from jerking off. <laughs> Kellogg actually believed in being celibate. He barely had sex with his wife. Think about that. Weirdos, right? Mm-hmm. But is there any other cities that are underwater? Well, in I was talking about Vanport, and you cut me. I my part. Go ahead, talk about Vanport. But that's in Oregon, and um, let's see, World War Two. Some white males were drafted, and then there was a labor shortage. Okay, and because of that, it pulled in a great migration of blacks from the south. So this is all great migration, and so. In the result, the black people that moved from the South, they ended up going to Oregon and they ended up being in a particular neighborhood, I guess, in Vanport. And it was like a temporary housing solution um, for where black people could live legally. And um, at its peak, it was like 40,000 people that were living there. Interesting. I bet you in Oregon right now, that fucking population is very low. Because who the fuck black lives in Oregon? I know there's black people that live there, but who live there? (laughs) But anyways, there was like a flooding that happened and they didn't tell nobody. They didn't warn the residents and they they flooded that whole area and the town was wiped out within a day and damn near 18,500 families were displaced. Okay, so that made me think about Hurricane Katrina because that shit was obviously set up to, you know, made me think about Hurricane Katrina and the flooding and. What they and they and they did it on, on purpose. The fact that they didn't tell the officials or warn them about nothing, they knew what they were fucking doing. Everything that they do, they know what they're doing and is planned against us. Okay, so going back to racial covenants, we have to understand this shit has happened to us because literally of the covenant that we have broke. Okay. Until you understand that, or if you don't want to accept that, I think you're gonna always be perplexed. 
in my opinion. Like, I can understand why we go through certain things. Am I happy about it? No. But we kind of put it on ourselves, you know? Because even to this day, black people ain't doing right. You know, black people are not living their lives right. Black people don't even want to try. Black people want to dismiss the Bible and call it the white man's book and call it. They don't really they don't really want to see the truth. So it's just like, can you really get upset? Because it's just like you have these hoes that are worshiping rocks. You have these people who are idolizing celebrities. You have just wickedness. And like niggas evil. know what they know about certain things and people still are just doing it. They, yeah, they're still doing it. And like you said, we can have these conversations all day. It's cool to have a podcast and spread information, but like you said, where where's the action? And that's when it becomes hard. But of course, not everybody is gonna maneuver a certain way. It goes back to not everybody is going to be saved. Not everybody is going to be selected. There is one third, two thirds, you know, of our bloodline that are not gonna make it. That's gonna get cut off. That's a good majority. <laughs> like. You know, so that's why there's only some of us who have these conversations and respect one another and love one another and want to see us do right. And then you have all the other people who are against each other. And, you know, everything's about just beef. Niggas can't get along. Always the crab in a bucket mentality with black people. So I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of sad. And then we're just constantly supporting other people and not supporting ourselves and it's sad because um, because we don't have the same resources or because they make it so difficult for us. If we do start businesses, they're higher priced because of the fact that, you know, we don't have the resources to get that damn same wholesale prices of a nigga who's buying a hundred or a thousand pieces of the same thing, for instance, with clothing. So, yeah, if you're buying like a smaller inventory, of course, it's going to be higher price because it's going to be higher price for that person to get that smaller inventory versus a nigga who could easily get a thousand pieces for fucking like a couple of cents, you know, per item. It's just different things like that that I don't think people realize. And it's just. It's just hard, but then sometimes even with just black people, like they don't even have good business practices. You know, you try to support your own people and just be like, "What? This is what the fuck you're giving me?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just there's just a whole bunch of different things. But that's our show with you know racial covenants and how they pretty much barred black people from getting land and how they pretty much if we did end up getting land they took the fucking land like this is just what we've been going through you know as a people and I thought it'd be interesting to talk about uh did you have any like final things that you wanted to to say Dutch um nah not really it's it's just so it's just I don't know it's just like this cringy and it's unfortunate that we just we know these things and it's like nothing being done to change that, you know, like I said, till till twenty twenty one for a black man to finally come out with his with their own cereal. We had a I didn't even know we had a black owned railroad. I always thought that was an industry that was dominated by, you know, white people forever. You know what I mean? Well, you know, we created everything. <laughs> we know. we even started the yeah. We created everything. We did an episode, our hundred fiftieth episode. We talked about how black people created everything, like damn near. All right, 
The majority of the stuff, the chair you sit in, or every fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we created a lot of shit. So, we damn near, we invented the entire world. We're the original fucking man and woman. So, obviously, everything comes from us. Everybody comes from us. Like, it just is what it is. This is just where we're at. But I hope people understand the part that I'm trying to say as to why spiritually we're in this predicament. Like, you get what I'm saying, Dutch? Mm-hmm. Cause I just feel like people don't get that part. There's a guy named Granville Taylor Woods. He was an American inventor who held more than 50 patents in the United States. Um, this African-American male pretty much was the mechanical electrical engineer after the Civil War, self-taught of building what we have today as trains and streetcars. I'm pretty sure we said that shit on the 150th episode. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but you know, like she said, like I'm just agreeing with you. Like you said, we done built what the fuck everything we have today. The street light, refrigerator, you know what I mean? All this shit. So here we are. We know these things and we ain't seen nothing from it, man. But we gonna change that, right? Um, only most high can change that. Well, it's not going to give us the power to change that. That's how I feel. But it ain't going to be everybody. Yeah. But I got nothing else to say, though. Yeah. Because I, I don't even want to be associated with everybody. I love my people, but our people are fucking retarded. I'll be honest. There's a lot of, there's a lot of ignorance. A lot of, there's a lot of stupid shit in our, in, our, in our people. Would you agree? It's ignorance amongst everybody. There's ignorance amongst everybody, but I'm talking about there's our people specifically. We can talk about everybody else, but I'm talking about our people. But that is that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that the message was conveyed. Sometimes when there's a lot of information to cover, I hope I don't be stumbling too much. But we appreciate the love and the support. All right. And um, please participate in The Righteous Speaks. All right. We'll still have that question up. Thank you so much. Peace out. Barakatha. Barakatha.